from Pune. This is the International Service in English. Welcome to the next 30 minutes of program from Adventist World Radio. In our program today, we have music from the Melashenko family singers and Nelson. A story for children on the elephant. Our thought for today is taken from God's word on the topic. The Holy Spirit empowers you to overcome evil. This is your host Sharad and I'm Maureen and you are listening to Adventist World Radio the Voice of Hope. Let's begin our program with a song It is well with my soul by Melashenko family singers. Oh, 
You are listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope from Pune, India. And now a story for children will be brought to you by our friends Swanalata on an elephant. Dear friends, today the story of an elephant comes to us about a great big elephant. Once there lived a big elephant named Jumbo. When a baby Jumbo roamed among the jungles by his mother's side, in company with a vast herd. After they have passed through a section of the jungle, nothing would be left because they cleared the leaves and trampled the remainder under their huge feet. Perhaps their greatest fun was to wade out into the river and with their trunks throw water all over themselves. But all this pleasure was not to last forever. One day several men making noise with their trumpets and drums, came to where the elephants were. The frightened animals ran ahead of the hunters. Finally, they had to stop as they were all in an immense cage. Then each elephant was caught, strapped to be tamed and led off. It was in this manner that each one was taught to work. Jumbo grew to be such a fine animal that he was given to the Maharaja. He had plenty of time to sleep and be idle and when he did work, it was work that he enjoyed doing. They would put splendid trappings on him and decorate him beautifully because he was to carry the king. No other elephant in the king's train was so stately as Jumbo. Everybody saw him and said, What a magnificent elephant! But every creature grows old and this was Jumbo's misfortune. So he was sold to a laboring man who needed him to help make his living. Jumbo began a period of work that lasted the rest of his days, days that were his happiest. His work was piling lumber, building stone walls and bearing great loads upon his back. His work was done so well that his master grew to love him. In fact, his master's whole family loved him. But a closer friendship grew between Jumbo and the little boy. When Jumbo was not working, they would be together. The little boy would play with the elephant's trunk and the elephant would lift him up with his trunk. One day, the little boy begged his father to let him spend the day by the seaside where his father and Jumbo were working. Other children were there and soon all were having a good time playing along the beach. Suddenly, a great wave came upon the shores and swept these children out into the sea. Jumbo heard their cries and at once rushed to the rescue. Without a bit of hesitation, he plunged into the sea, waded out to the struggling children, grabbed two of them with his great trunk and hurried back. In he went again, seized others with his trunk, and so all the children were saved. Then the noble elephant resumed his work as if nothing unusual had happened. Thank you, Swarnalata, for a nice story. To learn more on our program, you may contact us with your questions or prayer requests by calling 
0008001704 Again the number to call is 0008001704 Before you hear God's word here's another song and this is by Nelson entitled There is a savior There is a savior What joys expressed His eyes on His word is 
You are listening to AWR Adventist World Radio. And now a message. The Holy Spirit empowers you to overcome evil. Will be presented by Sharat. Dear listener, I'm glad to share God's word with you today. And our topic today is the human nature. In a fallen world, good and evil struggle for dominance. Let's learn on how that same struggle also takes place within us. Dear listener, the author J.R.R. Tolkien, author and creator of the epic mythology known as the Lord of the Rings, obviously spent a lot of time reflecting on the nature of the many stories that are part of our shared human experience. Every culture in the world has stories of the beginning of human life and Tolkien recognized in these stories some common truths. I believe that legends and myths are largely made of, of truth and indeed present aspects of it that can only be received in this mode. He wrote, There cannot be any story without a fall. All stories are ultimately about the fall. It is an insightful comment. Can you think of any good stories you have read or watched that does not include within a fall of some kind? There is a dilemma, a tragedy, a loss that ironically gives the story life. Often it is the overcoming of the acceptance of this fall that the story finds its resolution. We relate to these stories so easily because our own lives are not a straight line heading forever upward. Rather, they too are filled with many ups and downs. Let's look at the original fall, dear listener. The Bible tells us that the life was not always like this. According to scripture, there was a time when peace reigned. The justice was ever-present when love was the dominant motivator in the universe, when all was good. However, something or someone changed all that. And it seems all the fall stories that have ever been written point back to the original fall story found in Revelation chapter 12 verses 7 to 9. There was war in heaven. Michael the leader of God's army and his angels fought against the dragon, that is Satan, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. Somehow, even in heaven, a seed of envy and malicious deceit had begun to grow in the minds of an angel called Lucifer. While God with his omnipotent power could have destroyed Lucifer, then and there, God is also loving, merciful, and committed to justice. These qualities are 
moral building blocks of the universe. Thus God allowed Lucifer, now called Satan, to live and sent him to earth where he encountered people like you and me. Dear listener, let's look at our human fall. That's part of the story is found in Genesis chapter 3 verses 1 to 7. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. But God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. And you must not touch it or you will die. You will not surely die, serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to her eyes and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized they were naked. It seems like that the desire of humans to be godlike has not diminished with time. The story of Adam and Eve is about their desire to be God. Somewhat ironically, Genesis tells us that Adam and Eve were in fact made like God in his very image. Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 But they allowed seeds of lust, greed and envy to grow in their hearts and they made a terrible decision for themselves and for all humanity. Dear listener, sin became universal. Paul tells us in Romans chapter 5 verse 12 that just as sin entered the world through one man, the death through sin, and this way death came to all men, because all sinned. As a result of Adam and Eve's sin, the world as Adam and Eve knew it, changed and became the world as we know it today. Genesis chapter 3 verses 16 to 19 provides us with some examples of the changes. The fall manifested. The world became a place where women experienced pain in labor, where men ruled over women, and where the earth grew thistles and thorns and growing food would require sweat and hard labor. And final results, death entered our world. And now every morning when we get up out of the bed, instead of making right decisions all day, every day, we are a bit like one of J.R.R. Tolkien's characters, Gollum, who typifies both the good and the evil of what is to be human. Demonstrating Tolkien's belief about stories, Gollum is a character with a fallen, broken and divided personality who converses with himself about his actions towards Frodo, 
the hobbit the hero whose mission it is to destroy the ring that embodies all evil by throwing it into a lake of fire dear listener we have all felt this inner struggle between good and evil to some degree paul talks about it in romans chapter 7 verse 15 to 21 i do not understand what i do for what i want to do i do not do but what i hate i do and if i do what i do not want to do i agree that the law is good as it is it is no longer i myself who do it but it is sin living in me i know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature for i have the desire to do what is good but i cannot carry it out for what i do is not the good i want to do no the evil i do not want to do this i keep on doing now if i do what i do not want to do it is no longer i who do it but it is sin living in me that does it so i find this law at work when i want to do good evil is right there with me dear listener there are times when evil wins and times when good wins as a result of this struggle and failure to do what we know to be right we can become discouraged or even depressed paul exclaims what a wretched man i am romans chapter 7 verse 24 and yet there is an answer to this human condition the answer paul said is in jesus christ our lord verse 25 it's a simple two step process first we find forgiveness for our wrong doing because there is now no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus romans chapter 8 verse 1 and second this leads to an empowerment through the spirit of life to overcome the law of sin and death verse 2 this is good news dear listener despite adam's one sin that brings condemnation for all men the good news is that christ one act of righteousness leads to justification that brings life for all men romans chapter 5 verse 18 do you want to be an overcomer Are you tired of repeating the same old stuff that drags you down? Why not invite Jesus into your life today? God bless you. Let's pray. Our loving Father, we thank thee for life. O oh Lord, we as frail weak who have tendency to sin come to you for strength and power. We want you to accept us as we are and we invite the Holy Spirit to work into our lives. so that we can be strengthened against evil in Jesus name we ask amen the holy scriptures tells us in romans chapter 8 verses 26 and 27 that the holy spirit helps us in our distress for we don't even know what we should pray for nor how we should pray but the holy spirit prays for us with groaning that cannot be expressed in words and the father who knows all hearts knows what the spirit is saying for the spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with god's own will dear listener 
we can take great comfort and confidence in the fact that our prayers, as inadequate as they often are, are heard, understood, and acted upon through the loving intercession of the Holy Spirit. With this, we have almost come to the end of our broadcast to know more on Holy Spirit and God's Word. You may contact us with your questions or prayer requests by calling 000-800-040-1704. Again, the number to call is 000-800-040-1704. You are welcome to visit our website on awr.org slash English program. This is Maureen. And I'm your host, Sharad, signing out from Adventist World Radio. Thank you for staying with us today. Do join us again, same time. Until then, we wish you God's peace and happiness always. Goodbye. Goodbye. When peace like a river Oh